Thank you to everybody here right now. How are we feeling? Andy, do you have synesthesia? That's where you see colors while you're listening to music, right? I don't think I have that, like, where it's like a medical thing that could be diagnosed. Um, I don't think I, I, I do, like, imagine colors while I'm listening to music, but I don't think to the level where I'm undeniably, like, seeing them. Uh, shout out Shirty Bag, man, getting us to that hype train. Let's go. Two months with Shirty Bag. Five, one, five. Let's get it. And, and you know, Patreon and everything. This, this, uh, we're talking about a real, real down supporter right here. Let's go. Hype train level one. We're almost at, at level two right off the bat, man. Let's get it. Love y'all. Thank you for the love. Thank you for the support. I, I, I associate certain like beats or songs with certain colors. I'll close my eyes and visualize sort of the color scheme like I imagine a music video director would, right? So that's my thing is I feel like a music video director might close their eyes and imagine the colors that they would, that they would naturally associate with that sound, but that's different than synesthesia, right? Synesthesia is like you literally see it. It actually colors um, the world around you is, is my understanding. So, so somebody let me know if I'm wrong about that. But I wouldn't say that I have that actual situation going on, although I do associate sound and color very closely, if that makes sense. Yeah. Ben, Ben, fat. What up? What up, Ben? <laughs> so what's the hardest word you've ever been thrown to freestyle to? You know what's funny? There are some words that mix me up every time. I don't know why. It's something about the mechanics of the word. One such word is arithmetic. Every time people would type arithmetic in the chat, I would always set up the wrong sound. I would set up medic, right? Or dedic, get shredded, edit. I don't know why. I thought it was going to be arithmetic or something like that. I just... I got the wrong idea in my brain when I saw that word pop up in the chat. Obviously, arithmetic is something you can easily set up with hypocrite, get with this, mischievous, arithmetic. But I would always say, yo, I don't need no edit, the rapping medic. Yeah, I'm adding it up like arithmetic, damn it. <laughs> so yeah, for some reason, that one got me. And there's other words like that. I can't think of any other examples right now off the top of my head. But there are these words that for whatever reason trigger the wrong sound in my brain when I read them. And that's when you wish that you had Joey Badass throwing words at you, right? Low-key flex. But, nah, real talk. Whoever it is that's throwing words at you, if you can hear it out loud, you'll never run into those problems. Rhyming has everything to do with sound and absolutely nothing to do with spelling, right? So if someone said, yo, use arithmetic, I'd say, arithmetic, come and get with this. No hypocrite, the low pro mischievous, one that considering the sickest with, right? Whatever, go off on that tip. But uh, sometimes it's that disconnect between reading it and then, uh, and then trying to put it in the rhyme. Great question. What else we got? How we feeling? I'm ready to answer some cues. Age of music. Great question. What would you do if it didn't work out, uh, you know, as a rapper? Um, what was your plan B? Or do you feel that having a backup plan is accepting failure as an option? I personally, um, yo, shout out Rico. Subscribe for two months at tier one. Let's get it. Uh, I've always known that I'm a musician. From the time I was a kid, I've always been in love with music. I've always known that, you know, music is to me the coolest thing that you can do uh, on earth. 
is uh, create these sounds in this organized way that can elicit emotional responses from other human beings. That is mind-blowing to me, even while I say it aloud right now. Always been obsessed with music, always considered myself a musician, way before I ever had to consider what my career would be or how I would actually earn money or make a living or survive in this society. I have been a musician for many years. You know, I had been a musician for many years before I had to consider things like how to pay rent, pay bills, and survive. Um... I decided that I would study music in college, which is a very interesting decision to make because college is extremely expensive. My family was not rich, but I was lucky enough to receive a scholarship, which was cool. By no means was it a full ride, so I still had to go deeply in debt uh, to attend school to learn about jazz drumming. Now, in hindsight, that's kind of a strange decision to make. Why would anybody go into debt to learn about jazz drumming so that they could then make a lot of money playing jazz drums to pay off their student loans so all right it doesn't add up right but i digress um i committed at that moment to you know putting all my all my eggs in one basket so to speak and pursuing music um so i can say that i've never had a plan b shout out to xav man gifting five tier one subs let's go much love um, yeah, I never had a plan B, man. I always knew that music was the thing for me and what I've wanted to do. Um, I do think that when you're trying to do something as competitive uh, as music or if you want to be an actor or an actress or, if, you know, if, you wanna, if you're an entrepreneur and you're trying to start your own business, anytime you're going against all the odds and doing something in spite of all the odds and trying to stake your claim on this earth and really put yourself out there and do something that, you know, in all reality is very likely to fail, um, I think having a plan B will get in the way it is accepting failure you know now i'm not saying that having a plan b is always a bad idea in every situation you know um in some situations it probably makes a lot of sense uh you know if i'm going you know uh i don't know in, in lots of situations having a plan b makes sense right if i'm going to play my beats off of an ipod off of my ipad for a live show um i'm also going to have a a, a little uh thumb drive in my back pocket with all my beats just in case for whatever reason my, my ipod fails right and then hopefully somebody there will have a laptop and i can use my so whatever there's plenty of uh, times when it makes sense to have a plan b but if you are looking to um become a musician start a restaurant um you know build a business from the ground up invent the next app that's going to revolutionize you know the tech world uh become a an actor an actress a full-time painter if you're going against the odds to, to make your dream a reality you can't have a plan b right you have to attack your dream like it's the only way that you will survive uh, and only when you give it that much space in your life and when you commit your whole heart and soul to the dream um will you be able to achieve your goals that's my belief Great question, Age of Music. What else we got? Hey, shout out to homie James. James Brown, let's go. Thank you for being here, man. All the way out in Germany. Appreciate it. Let's go. Wow. Yo, this hype train is just on the up and up and up and up and up. Shout out to Knox, Triple O. Thank you for doing this. Um, I think I may... I think I have to pay for this show. <laughs> Appreciate that, man. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. We're here to spread some positivity. Appreciate the bits and the cheers and all that. Do, 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 do. Yeah. Hey, is Dano on this stream? 
If not, somebody better clip this for Dano. He's been trying to get me to do a VR freestyle thing for, for a long, long time. Uh, yeah, I do want to do that. I definitely do want to do that. I think that'll be really, really dope. I don't have a headset or anything, but my understanding is I can do VR chat without a headset. I can just open it up on my computer uh, and still make that work. So yeah, I think that would be crazy, man. VR freestyles, let's go. Shout out Doot Doola Doot Doot. And shout out Dano, who's been trying to get me to do that forever. Yeah, yeah. Why is your headset always extended on one side only? Is that true? Wow, that is true. I don't know. I think it's just been that way for a long time, and I never noticed until you pointed it out. Thank you, Genetic. <laughs> That's what's up. Shout out Dom Gaming on Twitch. Thank you for subscribing with Prime. Shout out Jamagram. Thank you for subscribing with Prime. Let's go. Shout out No Effects, man, from the from the Patreon family. Let's go. K Gavin, any collabs upcoming on Twitch? I really enjoyed seeing you vibe with other music artists. Uh, yeah, hopefully. I don't have anything like uh, set in stone on the calendar right now, but always looking to do more music collabs right like that, uh, whether it's on Twitch or, or um, you know, on the other platforms that we stream to. So definitely hoping to collab with more of, uh, of my fellow musicians. Um, I'm telling you, man, I don't, I don't think this is a priority for like the, you know, the U.S. military or NASA or anything like that. But if someone can create the technology for live jam sessions, virtual jam sessions, where somehow the, the lag is compensated for on all ends and we're able to actually like, you know, I could play drums over here and somebody could play bass in Germany and somebody could play guitar and sing in New York and it could all sound right to all of us and go out to the world sounding correct. I mean, that's like, uh, that would just be incredible because uh, as, as fun as it has been to collaborate with other musicians like on Twitch or on the other streaming platforms and, and trust me, it's been awesome and I'm really excited to do more of it. Um, it's it's always you know it's not a true jam session it's all it always requires me to say mute myself so they can't hear me uh i'm gonna be lagging for them so if they hear me then they're gonna get pulled in the wrong rhythmic direction and and lose their center um so there's always these little like you know pushes and pulls and and sacrifices that have to be made where they're not actually hearing me live and, and one of the coolest parts about jamming with other musicians or ciphering with other mcs beatboxers whatever it might be is being able to really bounce off of each other's energy live in the moment and even the smallest amount of lag you know in music milliseconds matter a lot right milliseconds are critically important to 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 rhythm and to accuracy we're dealing in milliseconds all the time as musicians so the lag thing is a real killer and it's not even a consistent amount of lag right that's why it's so difficult to compensate for there are programs and tools where you can you know build in a certain amount of lag and try to align things that way but in this case it all depends on like bandwidth and internet upload speeds and and the ram on everybody's respective systems and all kinds of things where it's not even a consistent amount of lag so it would have to be a program that was super advanced that's why i said nasa or the military i mean somebody probably could if, if it was for some reason a priority invent some technology that could listen to us all and sync us all up but um but i think we're a ways away from that anyway longest answer to your question ever i should have just said yes looking forward to more twitch collapse with other musicians let's go <laughs> 
How are we feeling right now, y'all? Call our buddy Elon. Yeah, yo, Elon, can you make a, a virtual jam session software? One hit until death. I have answered this before multiple times, but I'm going to answer it again because it's a quick one and I think it's important for anybody who hasn't heard me say it before. Most important things that you can practice when you're just first learning how to freestyle. Um, there's two main things. One, you have to start practicing. I know that feels like a contradiction because you said, well, I don't know what to practice. You got to start in some capacity. So one thing you could do is start memorizing other people's verses, learning them off of rap records, learn your favorite rap songs and be able to rap along with them perfectly. Match the rhythm perfectly, obviously match the lyrics perfectly, but also the rhythm and the inflection, right? Be able to karaoke your favorite rap songs as close as you can to the original. That's one way you could start practicing. You could also start doing gibberish freestyles. Yo, ch-ach, oh, yo, 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 yo. Just go with yo for a while. Get used to just rhythmically improvising sounds with your mouth by doing a gibberish freestyle, right? Um, you could start just doing rhyming free associations. Hand, sand, command, damn, bland, phone, zone, tone, known, scone, bottle, throttle, model, hollow, swallow, Apollo, right? Um, there's a lot of different ways that you could just start playing around and practicing, but, but the thing that's important is that you start and that you start doing it every day. Five minutes of practice every day is always going to be superior to two hours of practice only on Saturdays and then six days off while you wait for your next long two-hour session the following Saturday, right? That's not enough because you're not consistently engaging. It'd be a lot better to just practice five minutes every day so you can build it into part of your daily routine. You can start to let it absorb into your DNA and be a part of how you live and how you express yourself as a human being. So that's the first one. You got to start practicing. Um, and the second one, I already mentioned a little bit, but you have to listen a ton. You have to listen to a ton of rap music. Find out who your favorite MCs are and listen to their music deeply. Don't just listen to it in the background or listen to it in your car and say, damn, that shit's dope. You have to listen to it and say, what did he just say? Rewind the same part back a hundred times if you have to. That's what I was doing with Illmatic, NY State of Mind. I was rewinding that thing back. I probably almost broke the rewind button on my uh, little red disc man, right? So um, those are the two things. Start practicing daily and start listening, listening, listening. You can never freestyle or rap authentically if you haven't absorbed the language and the sound into your DNA by listening. Shout out Scarful. Thank you for subscribing for 10 months. Let's go. And it looks like you have a question in here when you subbed. In reference to music and in general, how do you feel about college, though? Don't you think that it is a pretty big investment investment and fairly inefficient considering the knowledge that is available via the Internet? Yeah, that's a great question. That's a great question. I definitely um, think that hindsight is twenty twenty. considering what I do now. Um, I think it'd be hard to argue that college is really, really valuable. Um, and even when I thought, you know, I was going to be a professional jazz drummer, um, you know, none of the greats in jazz or very few of the great jazz artists that we know and love, um, you know, benefited from attending a college jazz program. I mean, most of the greats didn't even have a, a college jazz program available to them. The amount of money that you have to spend to attend college in the U.S. makes it a really really difficult you know choice to justify for most careers there are some exceptions you know i think if you're going to be an electrical engineer obviously if you're going to be a doctor you know there are certain careers where you need you know that level of training um in order to get the job and in those cases having that degree 
is what gets you the job. So in that case, you know, it makes sense. You, you graduate with that degree, you show your degree, um, you get hired, hopefully, and uh, you have a, a, a nice salary that, that you can build on for the rest of your professional life. And, and uh, hopefully you can pay back all the debt that uh, you maybe had to go into to attend college. And that makes sense. If you're going to be a jazz drummer, I mean, my, my case is, is like one of the craziest, right? Uh, if you're going to be a jazz drummer, how are you going to how could you justify taking out what is it like to, to go to USC now is like 65, 70,000 a year or something like that? I mean, that's crazy. That's crazy. Um, so, yeah, I think, you know, college is very built into like, you know, U.S. society. Like that's what you do. You finish high school and then you go to college and you get a degree, you know, uh, at least for like middle class families and, and above. You know, that's kind of like the, the, the game plan. I think it definitely needs to be examined closer and, and reconsidered. Um, you know, you have to look at if, if that's something that you're actually going to be able to afford because you pay for it eventually, whether you pay in advance or go into debt and then have to pay it back with interest. Right. So anyway. Great question. Thank you for the compliment, Tommy Guns. That's dope. Appreciate it. King Bahi 69. Have you ever just straight up choked? Hold on, let me catch that. Have you ever just straight up choked on a word somebody gave you? Oh, yeah, tons of times, man. I mean, you've probably seen it, you know? Um, or maybe this is your first time watching me stream, in which case, welcome. Um, by the way, shout out Z Doby. Thank you for subscribing. Let's go. Um, yeah, I've messed up on words all the time. I mean, in, in a if I do like a live chat freestyle if it's going to be one to two hours long right like the wordplay wednesday or whatever um there's going to be mistakes there's going to be words that i flub or i stutter or i said something that was grammatically really weird um there's a ton of mistakes you know if you listen through the whole live chat freestyle but one of the things you learn you know as a career performer is how to mask your mistakes recover from your mistakes very swiftly and almost make it seem like the mistake didn't happen i try not to uh you know, broadcast my mistakes to the audience. I don't make a big deal out of them. I try not to say, oh, damn it, I messed that up, right? <laughs> so you learn that really early on. I mean, even back when I was doing violin recitals, eight or nine years old, that was one of the most important pieces was, you know, you're going to make a mistake at some point. Don't, you know, throw a fit on stage or, or, uh, or, or start crying or, or run away to the, to the backstage area. Just go on to the next thing. Um, with freestyling, especially because you're improvising, you're always looking ahead to the next piece. I'm always, it's just a constant forward motion, right? Um, so yeah, but in terms of just straight up choking, like someone threw me a word and I was like, I got nothing for that. Um, I really don't see how that could happen. Um, the only way that I would have nothing for a word is if I didn't know what the word meant. If it was a new word to me, but even in that case, then I just start rapping about how crazy the word sounds or, hey, I need a definition. I mean, anybody who's watched enough of my freestyle streams knows that I do that all the time. What's that word? Till my final breath of living. Someone needs to hit me off with the definition. I try to be the rap visionary, but I can't do that without a dictionary. Oh, what the hell? I'm trying to gel, but I'll be bugging out looking at the way that it's spelled. Uh, if I mess it up, dog, will I bounce back? If I'm being real, I don't know how to pronounce that. How do I say it? Nothing that I could play with. With. All up in the pocket, man, I'm really trying to lay it, but someone needs to give me a little bit of context for my brain starts to blow up like a bomb threat, right? So I just do that. So I don't know how I would choke on, on, a, on a word. Um, there's always something that I could say about the word. I could rap about how I have nothing to say about the word, and if I did that in a clever way, then, then that could be successful too, right? Great question. Mahari in the house. What up? What up? Shout out, Mahari. 
Hey, Meharry, we were talking about doing musical collabs on Twitch, man. You're one of the first musical collabs that I did on Twitch. And actually, you set the bar unprecedentedly high. I thought it was always going to be that easy. <laughs> My first music collab was with you, bro, and it was just seamless. It was seamless. I remember when we, when we watched it back, I was like, God damn. With the, you know, even with the lag and everything, we were able to pull that off so smoothly. Um, it's not always that easy. Shout out to my Harry, man. You're really great at what you do, bro. Do you still have some stuff left from a gift from Ellen? Oh, yeah, definitely. I have a lot of that stuff. I don't have all of it, uh, but I have a lot of it. Um, I, I don't use very much of it. I'm looking around to see if I use any of it right now at this very moment. Um, I'm sure I do something. But uh, I mean, I still have like the, the MacBook that she gave me. Uh, and in fact, it was the main computer that I used until I switched to this uh, new streaming setup, which is, you know, a PC Windows situation. But, uh, yo, because you brought that up, I'm like, man, should I leak something right now on this stream for these 371 people? And I'm like, oh, man, I might have to. Like, it's crazy that you asked this question because I'm like, yo, should I leak this right now? What do y'all think, man? Feng Shu asked me a question that got me got me going right now. I feel like I'm in a safe space. Throw some flames in chat right now if you want me to leak this crazy piece of information. <laughs> Everyone's like, Harry, you know you're going to say it. You wouldn't set all this up if you weren't going to say it. But this, my friends, is virtual crowd control. Same way you go to a, out on stage at a hip-hop show and say, throw your hands up. Everybody knew they were going to throw their hands up already. They're not doing it because you asked, but you still got to ask. All right, man. Um, the homie asked if I still utilize any of the gear that I got when I was on the Ellen Show. The news I have for you all is that tomorrow, Friday, February 5th, I will be making my second appearance on the Ellen DeGeneres Show! Let's go! <laughs> yeah, y'all. Uh, we taped for my second Ellen Show appearance on Tuesday of this week. Uh, and the episode is coming out tomorrow. So uh, since you asked about it, I just had to mention it. And, uh, yeah, I do have approval to mention it, too, so don't worry. It's not like I'm going to get in trouble. But, yeah, I'm going back on The Ellen Show. I'm super, super excited. Um, it's, uh, it's crazy exposure, man. It's crazy exposure. Shout out to Ellen and the team for having me on there. So, yeah, uh, watch me tomorrow, man. It's going down. Round two on The Ellen Show. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm stoked, man. I was nervous. It's a virtual performance this time. Virtual appearance. I don't know how many details I can give, but um, yeah, it, I wasn't there in the flesh. It was virtual, which is weird too, because um, it went great. Don Zach, thank you for asking. Uh, it's weird to do it virtual because I was so nervous. It was the first time, you know, this year, certainly, and in months, really. It's the first time I can remember being really, really nervous to just sit here at this desk and start streaming out to something, you know, because um, I'm so used to doing that, obviously. Um, I'm always in this chair streaming out or having conversations with people, but this time it was just like, all right, 10 minutes till I'm supposed to log in. Oh my God. Like, this is crazy. This is crazy. Cause it's, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's still a studio audience, but virtual. So it's still live to tape. Like, it's not like we're just pre-recording something. Um, it is, it, it's a, it's a live performance. So, so yeah, man, Ellen show round two tomorrow. Make sure y'all check it out.
Hopefully I'll have like a clip to post or something like that. Ash Easdale said, do you ever watch something back of yourself and think that was dope? Uh, hell yeah, definitely. The, the opposite happens too. watch something back and go, ooh, you know, you cringe when you when you see it back. Um, one thing that I have to work with and deal with and improve upon, you know, in my self-improvement journey here on this earth is to not have that cringe negative reaction the first time I hear something back, like immediately after it's happened. So, for example, like if I have an opportunity to do something cool, um, like rap for Kendrick, for example, right? The first time, like right after that happened, I thought I did terrible. And for the days following it, I still thought I did terrible. You know, I made a video with Complex. I remember I watched the draft of it. The first time I watched it, I was like, oh, it's whack. Like everyone's going to hate it. Like, no, no, you know, and it's bullshit. It's just this negative voice that, you know, has somehow been implanted in my head through the years. I don't know where it comes from, you know, a combination of, uh, you know, role models and influences and, and people that have impacted me through the years, uh, unknowingly in a negative way, I suppose, right? A lot of us have those negative voices in our head that get implanted, uh, you know, through the years, unfortunately. It's part of being a human being. It's trying to figure out how to let go of those voices. But yeah, usually my first reaction after I do something is like, ah, that wasn't that dope. Even uh, taping for the Amigo Bars series, like when I'll sp spend some time on there, capturing takes i'll be like damn we didn't get anything we can use um but luckily we have a process where i'm able to send that out to uh to iconic or to todd the editor and get um their opinion and then i found that after there's been a separation of time if i watch it back you know um like a week or two later when they're like yo this one's great we want to use this then i'll watch it and be like oh yeah, it was dope it was dope you know and then i can see it for what it really is but for some reason i have this almost like this immediate like reflex of feeling like oh that wasn't good you know that wasn't good and i want to work on that because i i i've now i've noticed it right i can observe it like it's not my like it almost like it's not me experiencing it i can observe it from an outside perspective um so the next step is working on just letting go of that you know and that's not going to be easy because this is like you know my programming anyway wow that answer went off on a whole nother journey yeah sometimes i watch myself and think i'm dope for sure <laughs> shout out to ash let's go see that's why i like doing these q a's man because people get me going oops i got ethan up here how does that always happen and then i can't figure out how to exit it hold on oh there we go because the exit was hidden all right Thank you. Thank you, Dugs14. Doogies. Appreciate that. What kind of beat you use for the Ellen show? It's like a boom bap beat that I made myself. I use one of my beats. You, you, you're all going to recognize it. I use one of my beats. QSX Splice said, was it hard to transition from rapping standing up versus sitting down? What's fun? Uh, that's a great question. Now it would be hard to transition to standing up. It's crazy how now 99% of the time I'm rapping, I'm sitting down. I'd say about 80% of the time I'm sitting in this exact chair. But um, yeah, nowadays I'm almost always sitting down while I freestyle. So to the thought of me standing up, pacing around a stage and rapping now seems crazy. Or even out there doing gorilla bars. So that'll be an adjustment for sure. Um, but no, it wasn't that much of, a, of an adjustment. I, I kind of prefer it now. It's very chill. I get to just be like, you know stationary i still move a lot but uh you know i don't have to i don't have to like walk around and stuff save some of that energy for my mind to be able to create <laughs> but uh but yeah i'll be i'll be down to stand up and pace too don zach how much of your album is freestyle versus written um 
uh, most of it is written. Most of it is written. But there are some songs where I incorporated freestyle. There are some verses that are freestyled straight through. So, uh, but just a couple. So, um, like, Roll Your J, the verses were freestyled. Um, yeah. Uh, Next Gear, there's a freestyle version of it that's really crazy. All of the cadences and rhythms and inflection were freestyled, but it was different words. It was mainly just filler, which is like, every time I grab the mic, you know, I'm about to kill the shit. I'm ready for, the, you know, whatever. It's just me rapping. And then I was like, well, I want to tell a story with this song. So I took the same rhythms and inflections and matched them perfectly with new words. I put new words into it to sort of tell the story of my journey up to that point. So, yeah, it's all kind of a combination. Um, but my next projects will be like pretty much all freestyle um with maybe some editing going on and stuff like that but um definitely with some editing and adding vocal layers and stuff but um i get way 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 better material when i improvise and it took me a long time to accept that and to, and to acknowledge that um but that's just the, the fact of the matter you know I'm, the pen and the pad get in the way of my process doesn't make any sense to me it's like reading a script you know, and trying to remember, oh, how would I have said that instead of just saying it <laughs> as I think of it, right? Great question. Don Zach, Mod Squad, tapping in. Let's go. Seattle's, yeah, I'm going back on Ellen, man. Can you believe it? Damn, Nocturnal Wrath. Is that Wrath or is that Wraith? While I still echo. Shout out to Nocturnal. <laughs> That's insane. 10 tier one subs. You kidding me? Wow. That's insane. If you just got a gifted sub from uh, Nocturnal, make sure you say thank you. Uh, the Jordan GC. I used to be on Cameo, but now I sell custom freestyle. Where'd that go? The Jordan GC said, would you ever make a Cameo? It would be cool to be able to pay you for a custom rapper shout out. I used to be on Cameo. Now I sell custom freestyles on my website, shop.harrymacofficial.com. You can get a custom freestyle video from me there. Uh, it looks really dope. I make them here in my studio. Uh, with this camera and microphone and a beat and everything so they're very cleanly recorded and they're like two to three minutes long and you get to send me up to 10 bullet points um to compose something special for you so it's dope for like birthdays i mean i've like proposed for people via custom freestyles like guys will be like yo can you help me propose to my girlfriend it's crazy um or people just get them for fun but yeah definitely man you just can't use it for anything commercial i like it can't be like an advertisement for your business or anything like that it's meant to just be like a personal custom shout out you could throw it up on your twitter or your ig for your friends to see for like organic engagement but it can't just be like a rap about your startup great question or was that a question yeah great question i, I saw them on my website mel cooper Gifting five tier one subs, representing for the Patreon fam. Thank you, Mel. That's amazing. Earl E28 said, have you ever had any contact with Joe Rogan? No, I have not, but I'm definitely a fan of Joe Rogan. He's incredible. His show is incredible. Um, Harmsonot. Yo, I found Mac on Twitch. Let's go. Hey, glad you could find me, man. Thanks for being here. Yes, yes. Thank you for the subs, Mel Cooper. Big inspirations that people don't tend to ask you about? Uh, that's a good question. I mean, I've had a lot of, uh, you know, um, I, I mean, there are a lot of like jazz records and jazz musicians who have inspired me massively in my lifetime that aren't always mentioned as much because usually it's like, who are the rappers who inspire you? Who are the producers that inspire you? But, um, you know, I've been very inspired by my favorite jazz drummer, Philly Joe Jones, uh, and countless other jazz drummers who I've 
been in love with for a very long time. Billy Higgins, Elvin Jones, Tony Williams, Max Roach, Roy Haynes, Lewis Hayes, um, Art Taylor. You know, the list goes on and on and on. Drummers who have inspired me, as well as other instrumentalists in jazz. Um, you know, you name it. Miles Davis, John Coltrane, Bill Evans, Oscar Peterson, uh, Stan Getz. So many people. Uh, so, yeah, I think my, my jazz influences don't often get asked about. Um, so shout out to all of them. Frenny133, do you speak any other languages? I don't. I wish I did, but I don't. Baskundig, thank you for subscribing with your Prime. Let's get it. Rex said everyone spam Rogan with HMAC. Let's go. No effects. Why am I always hearing yo, yo in the background? It's because when uh, a notification goes up right there, because somebody subs or gives a gift or something like that, um, that's the sound effect. It goes yo, yo, yo. Yeah, Mark Rebier is amazing. I would love to collaborate with Mark Rebier. He's awesome. Alex Potato, I missed your sub. My bad. Thank you for your sub. That's amazing. Much love. Toronto. How did you run into PC Baby on GB3? Was he in your dispensary or did you just pass him and his crew on the street? Great question. Yeah, we just passed each other on the street. They were handing out flyers, you know, to promote their dispensary or something like that on Abbott Kinney, which is this famous street in Venice Beach that we were, you know, walking up and down trying to make content. So we just randomly passed by them. And I was like, yo, can I do a freestyle for you guys? And they were like, cool. I didn't know he was going to jump in like that. Shout out to PC Baby. He did his thing on that video, man. Yeah, yeah. What are the biggest things you've learned from live streaming and doing online performances? How do you anticipate those things evolving your in-person performances in the future? Um, yeah, that's a great question, man. I mean, I've learned that, you know, um, that my shows are really all about including the audience in the creative process, right? My shows, my live streaming, virtual performances are all about creating that energy exchange, right? Where it's not just a one-way feed, right? But, uh, hey, shout out the Real Grape Fanta raiding with 27. Let's go. Go, go, go. Appreciate that. Welcome, Raiders. What's going on? We're doing a Q&A thing right now. Appreciate y'all being here. Um, so, yeah, the biggest thing I've learned from live streaming and doing virtual performances is that my audience wants to be a part of the performance, and I benefit from that as well. So it really is an energy exchange. Um, you know, people who are watching the, the performances are not just passively watching as audience members, right? They are my co-collaborators. We're engaging in the creative process together. Sometimes I finish a stream and trip out when I realize that I just rapped for an hour and none of those bars would have come out of my mouth at all. I wouldn't have thought of any of those bars right then and there had it not been for the words that people were throwing me to inspire my freestyle. So it really is... Um, you know, a, a sort of synergistic uh, experience, right? It's a real collaboration. And so I think that has to be brought into the in-person performances in the future 1,000%. You know, when I'm able to tour again and do this show live, which I'm super excited for, uh, I don't know when that will be, but I definitely have to maintain that level of incorporating the audience as essential co-collaborators in the creative process. Great question.
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Someone said collab with Busta Rhymes or Snoop Dogg. Yeah, bro, that would be a dream come true. Can you get them on the line? <laughs> Those are two of my favorite rappers. I would love that. Apart from rapping, what's your biggest achievement? I would say the achievement that I'm most proud of right now is I've been sober for almost an entire year. Damn, that's crazy, even to say out loud. I haven't smoked weed or had any alcohol for almost an entire year. Uh, I'm really, really proud of that. Um, I wasn't like uh, your typical, like what you might envision in terms of like the most destructive type of alcoholic. You know, I wasn't like waking up face down in the gutter every other day. Uh, I wasn't crushing a fifth of hard alcohol on a Tuesday necessarily, but um, it was hard for me to control the amount of alcohol that I had. I would black out way more than I ever wanted to black out because I never wanted to black out. I don't think anybody ever really, really wants that um, if they're honest with themselves. And I was hung over a lot. It just started to interfere. I've spoke on, spoken on this before. Marijuana started to make me paranoid, all types of things. But, you know, I have an addictive personality. I was very used to leaning on those vices to uh, help me cope with stress or to feel more social or just to give me more confidence, all types of reasons. Um, you know, it's deeply embedded in my coding. I've been doing both for, for years and years and years, dating back to, you know, high school. And so to uh, finally have sort of overcome that hurdle and to not depend on those vices anymore is something I'm really, really proud of. That has nothing to do with my rapping or my music. It's just a personal achievement. And uh, it's dope, man. One year, bro. One year coming up right around the corner. Thank y'all for the props, man. Appreciate it. Spiked Punch Man said, how much time would you say you spend on work, improving, and free time? Um, I'm going to be real, man. The grind has been just epic since, uh, especially since lockdown, um, since COVID and everything. I've been focused on work in a major way. And um, I think starting at the top of this year, 2021, uh, the self-improvement thing started to come back into the mix in a major way where I'm really focused on, you know, doing meditation every day, going out on a run every day, um, doing my journaling every morning. You know, that's become a much bigger piece of it. But I got to be real, man. Free time is not something that I give myself very often. And, you know, it's a problem. I mean, I definitely have to um, find a better balance that's more sustainable for the long term. I don't think I could grind the way that I have been for the last like six months or so for like the next 10 years or anything like that. It, it's been crazy, but I don't regret any of it. I've, there's been so much growth on my end. Um, we're really building this, this, uh, you know, this experience, man, and this movement. Um, and I'm super, super proud of it. So, you know, it's always going to be hard work when you're an entrepreneur, uh, when you're building something from scratch, especially if you're kind of like paving a new lane and figuring out how um, it's going to work without like a real model to base it on, which is where I feel we are with this Harry Mack thing that we're building, me and my team. So, um, yeah, the grind is, is massive, man. And even if I'm not working on the business, I'm working on practicing my freestyling, getting better, uh, becoming more creative and, and things of that nature. So it definitely dominates. Anybody who's an artist or musician can relate to that. You know, it takes over your whole being. Um, it's not my career. I mean, it is. But it's the way that I identify myself as a human being. It's my purpose. You know, I fully believe that I'm, you know, my purpose in this world is to use my creativity to lift people up and inspire others and try to make the world a better place. And, and so that, you know, my mind always goes back to the music. But we got to have that balance, man. We got to take care of our mental health. Um, so, you know, it's hey, I'll, I'll be honest. It's a struggle for me. It's a challenge for me to try to uh, maintain a, a healthy balance between the work life, the music life, and, and uh, 
you know, just being able to chill and hang with other people and, and have friend time and things like that. So anyway, I'm a work in progress. Great question. Thank you, Mel Cooper. Appreciate that. Shout out to the Patreon fam. Let's go. Player McPlayer, big blizzard over there. Huh? Windy as fuck. Damn. Well, stay safe. 86 Alecat said your flow is so versatile. Who were some of your favorite rap and hip hop artists from the 90s? Oh, man. Everybody, bro. Um, did you listen to much underground artists? Yeah, of course, man. I mean, I, I've been inspired by, I mean, the 90s are my favorite era. You know, some of my favorites are. I mean, I'm a big fan of a lot of East Coast rappers from the 90s, believe it or not. Even though I was born in Portland and, you know, now I live in L.A., obviously. Uh, but, like, some of my favorites were, like, uh, Big Daddy Kane, Cool G Rap, uh, Nas is my favorite, you know, Big L. Um, a lot of the groups from, from, from New York, uh, you know, so, like, you know, Gangstar, Tribe Called Quest, Wu-Tang, De La Soul, uh, Mob Deep. You know, those, those are some of my favorites, but I also am a huge fan of Outkast, uh, West Coast shit too, you know, obviously Tupac, Ice Cube, um, just man, everything. I just love how much variety there was in the nineties in terms of, of rap styles and subject matter and things like that. So, uh, yeah. And underground artists. Yeah. Hell yeah. You know, Hyro, uh, Souls of Mischief movement, uh, MERS, who's like, I think streaming on here right now, which is incredible. Um, that we get to watch Murr's live stream legend um you know we were big fans of atmosphere too yo shout out to uh cmo omc raiding with the party of four let's go yeah great question of course i fuck with mf doom r.i.p mf doom is a legend one of my favorite mcs yeah yeah i'm gonna be on here for like 10 more minutes and then i gotta peace out I'm, i was 20 minutes late so we're gonna go 20 minutes over I owe y'all the hour, least I can do. This is interesting. How do you remember the keywords slash themes for your improv? Do you use memory palace technique? I've heard of the memory palace technique, um, which is where you place like an image associated with each word, like in a, in a different room, right? Of like your memory palace, which I think is supposed to be a, a place you're very familiar with, like your childhood home. So like in your childhood home, in the living room, if the words were penguin, cheddar cheese, and uh water bottle you would put a penguin in the living room of your childhood home and then you'd walk into your bedroom which would have the block of cheddar cheese and then you would walk outside into the backyard and there you would have your, your water bottle things like that right um i don't utilize that i haven't practiced that um also i'm not 100 sure that's what a memory palace is but it was explained to me that way <laughs> um but I do use like this visualization technique that just helps me where it's like I imagine each of the terms almost like an icon representing that thing, like a basic cartoon version of it. I visualize in my head. Um, so I would see like the penguin here and the block of cheddar cheese here and then the water bottle here. And I just try to embed that imagery as much as possible. I think honestly, just pausing for enough time to do the visualization helps out a lot. I just run into trouble if I forget that I need to remember them. <laughs> if I don't remember to remember, I run into a problem. Sometimes people will throw me the three words and I'm like, all right, dope, let's go. And then I'll drop a beat. And then immediately I'm like, oh, wait, what were the, I completely forgot that I needed to remember those words. So for me, it's more about just making a concerted effort to remember. Great question. Garden wafers. Genetic diabetic, you're subscribed now, man. No worries. Thank you for the support. Last thing you should do is apologize if you subscribe. <laughs> Thanks for being here. Yeah, yeah. What other questions we got? 
Yeah, 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 yeah. Chill Q&A sesh, throw me your questions. I'm going to eat after this. What's for lunch? That's a good question. I don't know. I got to see what we have. I think we have just uh, some uh, some like roasted veggies and a Tupperware, and then I'll probably just put those on a pan and then fry an egg and put that over the top and then put some hot sauce on that. Sounds good to me. Can we get Toby Raps on happy hour? Oh, that would be dope. That would be dope. I bet we could make that happen if we reached out. Shout out to Toby Raps, who was in one of my uh, Gorilla Bars videos, for those who don't have the context here. Super dope. Um personality and vibe and also a, a dope artist as well he actually turned out to be a rapper and musician who makes really really cool music too shout out to toby raps but his reactions in the in the gorilla bars video were insane he instantly became famous within my community for being like what people were calling the best hype man possible uh you got to check the video out for that context but yeah shout out to toby raps you're so positive do you struggle sometimes how do you manage the bad days yeah i struggle a lot i've spoken on this um, in my music a bunch of times, but yeah, I, you know, my content is generally very positive. My outlook, you know, uh, nowadays is generally very positive. Um, but, uh, you know, I've dealt with a lot of fear, insecurity, self-doubt, anxiety, you know, I've dealt with a lot of these things. Um, you know, the reason that, you know, I'm somebody who's been rapping since they were 12, I'm 30 now, but nobody got to hear my raps till I was 26 years old or so. Right. So what was happening between 12 and 26? Um, there was actually stuff going on between 12 and like, you know, 20 um, when I was young, you know, and I was in my groups and stuff, a state of mind, and we were building and, and, and that was really dope. Uh, but then I went through a period of self-doubt and fear. You know, I didn't have a group anymore. I was just going to be a solo act. And, you know, I, I became this really deep like perfectionist, right? Like nothing was ever good enough. Um, but perfectionism is is in my opinion, a manifestation of fear, right? Um, it was it was never good enough, so therefore I would never put it out. And at a certain point, it's just like, well, it has to be good enough because it's all you have. You know, you've been working your hardest on this since you were 12. Eventually, you got to show people what you're doing. Um, so yeah, I've dealt with that and I still deal with that a lot. I still deal with self-doubt. I still deal with negative voices in my head. I still deal with uh, insecurity. You know, I still get nervous. Um, you know, I still deal with anxiety some mornings or have some days where I just don't want to get out of bed. I don't want to, you know, go forward with the day. Um, but, uh, you know, the way that I manage it is, uh, you know, one thing that can help is having a really solid routine. Um, that's been super beneficial for me. So I journal every morning. I try to meditate every morning and I try to get out and, and exercise uh, every day. And I think um, doing those things helps a ton. Um, and if you can just make them as much as possible, try to embed them as a routine so that you can just mechanically go through the motions. Like, for example, if you're having a day where you're like, man, I don't feel like doing anything. I don't even want to get out of bed. You know, I'm not feeling it, which is going to happen because you're a human being. Right. And it, and it will happen more severely to some people, you know, who, who, who deal with depression and things like that. So, um, I think if you can have a routine where you can just like say, yeah, I'm not feeling it. I'm still not feeling it, but I'm just going through the mechanical motion of turning to the side putting my feet down still not feeling it but it's one foot in front of the other till i get to that journal still not feeling it but i start writing not because i want to but because this is what i do every morning it's a habit it's ingrained i write you know uh, it's just what i do I'm, I'm not feeling it i might hate it right now but i'm still doing it right so i think routine can be really really helpful um but i think you know it's definitely a personal journey for for everybody um 
you know some some people uh you know a routine won't do the trick and some people need medication you know some people you know people need therapy uh there's all kinds of things that that might help you if you're if you're struggling you know mentally um but that's one thing that's worked really well for me shout out to nocturnal man thank you for the donation let's go hell yeah thug shells that's dope that's dope the routine can get you there the real guy burger he sent me some hot sauce to the p.o box that's fire dude i can't wait to try it i love hot sauce ash easdale trying to get me to spit i might pass out i'm so hungry <laughs> Uh, no, a 86 Alecat. Oh, so two questions for you. That all right? All right, lucky, lucky you. Um, no, I don't write rhymes in the journal when I wake up. I just write free form, whatever uh, my thoughts are. Um, yeah, when I say free form, it's not like I don't use punctuation and it's just very vague. I actually do. I basically write prose. I write full sentences for the most part. But uh, it's just whatever I'm thinking. You know, in the morning, I have like a couple like mantras that I write in there. Um, to sort of manifest some more positivity in my life. But um but no I don't I don't write rhymes. That's different. I you know that that's not the purpose of the morning pages is for me to be creative or for me to be productive, right? It's actually the opposite of that. It's like for me to just do this for me to get these thoughts out of my head to to sort of gain some clarity on what's going on with my thoughts, where I'm at on that particular day and uh you know to sort of uh, get me that clarity that i need to start the day on the right foot so i just take whatever comes whatever comes through my brain makes its way through the pen onto the page i don't worry about trying to sound smart or good or correct um nobody's ever going to read it uh, i probably won't even ever go back and read it right so uh so it's not about that um great question though <laughs> 420 spliff time Oh, it is 420. All right, y'all. It's that time. I got to get out of here, man. I'm about to bounce.